Did you know, in 2019, the global games sector was valued at 109.49 billion, bigger than movies and music combined? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 130. Wow fly by these things. Uh, my name is Gareth Bridey, I'm your host. On my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. How are you guys doing? You were shocked I came to you first then, didn't you? Right. <laughs> it always puts me off if you do that. <laughs> um, on my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Good evening, gentlemen. I'm doing very well, thank you. Let's start with you, Paul. How's your week been? What Have we got medical updates? What have we got? Oh, we've got all the medical updates, mate. Um, regular listeners will know that I was going um, on Friday last week. I was going to go and have a injection in my shoulder to try and free it up some. Um, and all I can say is that whatever the guy injected me with, it was magic. I can now move my arm like there's nothing wrong with it. And I can do all of the dancing and everything else. My YMCA is back on point. Um, everything is awesome, as they say. The only problem I've got is that because I've not used my shoulder for a while, it, it needs to stretch out. It feels tight, if you get what I mean. I, I don't know if you could see this, listeners, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm actually lifting my arm up as I speak just to try and get the description right. Um, but I hope, yes, I hope everything is awesome. I hope they can't see you. It'll be just a really weird some security <laughs> well, cam set up. You know what? It's it's um I think that's going to be the next step for the podcast, isn't it? A video one. Or just your own Imagine one. Imagine how cool that would be. No, thanks. Paul's only fans. Oh. $3.99 a month. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's an entirely different thing, and I'm not sure you want to go there. <laughs> um good. lactating and everything. Great. Good. Good. <laughs> My God. Richard, have you had a cleaner week? Well, I'm about to talk about something called bodies, oh. but trust me, it is, it is cleaner. Um, so I've recently found out that my one of my favourite shows when I was growing up was available on Netflix. So I've been introducing Laura to a TV show called Bodies, which is written by Jed Mercurio, who everyone knows wrote uh, Line of Duty. But this came about, I think it was 2006 it started. And I think it was back when he was like a doctor or he worked in a hospital anyway, based on a book that he wrote about uh, an obstetrics and gynecology ward. Um, But whereas most hospital dramas are all about saving lives and uh, uplifting stories, this one um, is all about malpractice and uh, the darker side of, of hospital life. Um, so I really enjoyed it growing up. It was, I'm not sure how true to life it was, but it was very eye-opening. It's very visual um, in what it shows as well. And um, Laura's, I don't think Laura's enjoying it, but I think she's also a bit repulsed by some of it because it, it doesn't hold back on anything that, that it shows you and stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying watching that again. And when did that come out originally? I think it was like 2006. There was only two main series. Um, and then there was like a, a final episode that got released a year or two after to sort of tie up everything. So there's only like um, 18, 17 or 18 episodes worth. Okay. But it's it's, it's it looks a bit dated now. Um, so the first shot, the first opening shots just remind you what a film editing was like in the early 2000s um but but yeah it's it's still a very good story that it tells oh good okay i might give that a go i might give it a go i've not i've got so much to watch um i've finished watching i'm just two really briefly obi-wan uh kenobi which i really enjoyed if star wars fans give that a go i think it's one of the best tv series of the star wars 
franchise and I won't spoil anything, we'll just say every lightsaber battle should be in darkness now, in night time. It's the best effect ever. It's amazing. Um, but I'm watching a series that's been out for a while now, Apple TV, which I think is a really good, it's the best streaming service for stuff. It's, all their stuff's brilliant. And it's a thing called For All Mankind and it's a series, it's on its third ser- series, but I've just, I've just got into it. And the idea is it's, it's a space race um, back in the 60s, the real space, with real characters, the real people there, so they're using people like Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong's there, and the astronauts. And the premise is that the Russians get to the moon first, rather than USA. And this basically it changes, like it, it becomes like, oh God, you're right, Paul. Oh, sorry, I do apologize. That's, that's all right. Uh, it basically turns into an alter universe where the space race changes and they have to do certain things to keep the momentum up to try to get things and and it increases. So it just has, it, it's like the little, the history goes into a different direction. Um, but it's really well done, really well performed. It's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying that for all mankind. I think it's, yeah, on its third series now, but I'm only on series one. I'd recommend that. Um... What games have we been playing? It's, it's quiet again still now at this point, but we've been playing some good games, haven't we? Um, let's start with Paul. Paul, what have you been doing? Well, this week I've been playing um, the first game in the Shadowrun trilogy that were just recently released on uh, on the Xbox Game Pass. Um, for people who've not heard of Shadowrun, it's, uh, it's based on a tabletop RPG, I believe, set in like a cyberpunk kind of universe. But it's a universe where magic and metahumans, they're called, things like orcs and dwarves and elves have come out and integrated into society. And obviously it's caused a few issues, as you can imagine. Um, And the game itself is it's quite a deep RPG. There's some good character customization in it. Um, And the the gameplay, the combat is turn based but it's like a tactical one. So basically you're given a certain number of moves that you can make, whether you spend those moving your guys into position or attacking or whatever, that's how you play through. If you've played a tactical RPG before, you'll have played this one. Um, The big difference is the story, which is absolutely bonkers. I'm obviously not going to go into it here and spoil it, Um, but I've, thoroughly enjoyed it um there's a few issues i mean it's a game from it from a, a while ago um that was released on pc and has been remastered so it's it's somewhat clunky but the story and the gameplay is good enough to get you through i think i gave it a three and a half in the end oh, okay was it was there a shadow run game that happened on the 360 which is almost like a um, um I didn't play it if there was. I had a Shadowrun game back in the day on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, maybe um, I'm doing this up. It was like a, it was like a basically like a, a shooter online, like a multiplayer thing. And it was. Uh, and I don't think it did very well, but was, yeah, it's it's ringing a vague bell. Yeah. Shadowrun something it was called. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, like a little shooter. Um, yeah, it wasn't. Didn't have very much to do with the sort of kosher. Shadowrun universe, as I understand right. it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Worth a look, especially on Game Pass, because it's free. Yeah, and there's three of them. And there's three of them. Wow. That's why it's called the trilogy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Basic maths, kids. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, Richard, what's your first game? My first game is another old one that's been remastered, but uh, Sonic Origins. Uh, was it last did it come out last week? Mm. Um, and this is basically a a remaster version of the original three Sonic games, uh, Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles, and Sonic CDs thrown in there as well. But whereas there's been hundreds of Sega and Sonic compilations over the years, this is one of the few times that they've been properly remastered. Um, and I think it's also the first time that they're properly playable in, in 16 by nine, as opposed to four by three and, and not emulated. They've uh, been built up from the ground up by, uh, 
Andrew Whitehead, I believe his name is, who was the main guy on Sonic Mania a few years ago. Uh, yeah, and it's, I mean, these games are timeless now. It's it's classic Sonic that everyone will have played. Um, but they've tried to do some new things in this this compilation now. So there's mission mode where they'll they'll put together like little bite sized challenges for you to do based on certain levels. Um, you can play them from start to finish as if they were one complete game. So I'm working my way through that at the moment. You start off with Sonic 1, then you go to Sonic CD, then Sonic 2, and then Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Um, there's also, each one has a boss rush mode where you just play through the bosses sequentially. Um, and then obviously there's a museum where you've got hundreds of illustrations, different music tracks, mm. and um, some 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 movies, uh, which are quite good, actually. The, so the movies, the ones that I've been watching, uh, the Sonic 30th anniversary concert that they did last year. Oh, that's good. They've mm. got that uh, chopped up into different pieces. That's good to have it in there. So it's sort of preserved for a little bit longer. Um, the new... <laughs> so they have two different ways of playing it. You've got classic mode and anniversary mode. And anniversary mode is in the 16 by 9 version and it gets rid of lives and it replaces them with um, a currency called coins. And it's these that when you get 100 rings or you reach certain score milestones, um, you can then buy stuff in the museum. Uh, and it's and it's really, I mean, like I say, I know that there's been hundreds of different compilations, but this one feels a bit different in terms of they've, they've, they've tried to add a little bit more rather than just it being a pure emulation of the classic games. And yeah, if you like Sonic, you like Sonic. I think I think they're trying to go down the route where this is the only version that you'll you'll need from now on. That's why they've removed the original games from Xbox Store as well now. So like, if you want to play the classic games, get Sonic Origins. Um, it's a bit pricey at the moment for what it is, but like I say, they have tried to to do a little bit something extra with it, and for the most part, it's been very enjoyable. How much is it? I want to say about 35 quid. Right, wow. When the the originals were up on the store for less than four quid each. Wow. Are you enjoying it still, Richard? I mean, yeah, you know me. I, I love Sonic. I will, I'm, I will even defend some of the modern Sonic games that people <laughs> don't like. But, yeah, these these ones you can't, get, you can't go wrong with. Now, I've read some previews for the the new Sonic open world game that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't been good, has it? Some really bad responses I've read. So what I, yeah, what I'd seen, and I think there's a bit later on when we talk about the Nintendo Direct, it sort of got another show in there and uh, people sort of saw what they were actually trying to do with it based on, rather than making opinions on two minutes of footage, right. they, they got shown a bit more and they were like, actually, you know, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah. I think I read some kind of people actually had some hands-on time with it playing, but you know you don't know from previews. You don't know what people would think, but yeah, hopefully it's good. It's a good idea. Um, mm. Not for mm. yeah, not for me. <laughs> but, not for me either. No, no. But other I, people. I played them first time around when I was a boy, and yeah, people yeah. love it though. Um, I know that there are some strange people in this world, aren't there? <laughs> there are. We love those rose-tinted glasses. I must admit, when you said that you'd been watching a film, given what you were talking about last week, I was getting ready to uh, be shocked. But fortunately, Uh, you kept it professional. I'm impressed. Good. Keep it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have been my first game. is a is a little indie game called Oxide Room 104, which I think my I think the review's up on the site. and Oxide Room 104 is like a survival horror game, um, much, much in the kind of maybe Silent Hill might be a kind of influence of that. Um, you basically turn up a motel, and you you straight away get knocked unconscious by drinking some whiskey, and then you wake <laughs> up and you're in a bath. And uh, you basically got to try to get out of the bathroom first of all, and so it feels like every 
your whole idea is to get out of this motel and there's creatures in there, horrors all around. Um, and it has that kind of very survival horror mechanic of, you know, inventories, very limited inventories. Um, savings not too bad. And it, it's, yeah, it has that kind of feeling of like, um, you know, I've got to get here, open this door. But the problem is, if, like in the bathroom straight away, you've got to kind of try to get your clothes from the drawer to get a key to thing. And straight away, I tried to open one of the drawers and I forced it open. I fell back and I hit my head on the bath and I started bleeding and I couldn't find any bandages and I died. So everything in all these rooms can kill you. And when you die, it's the horrific animation. You come back again, but everything's slightly different. So the puzzles have changed or they've just not in the same items that you had in the first time are not in the same place. Enemies might not be in a room, but some enemies might there might be more enemies that are tougher. So what they've tried to do is do something which is quite unique, which I really like, is like when you die, it doesn't feel like you're just replaying something. You're replaying something, but you've got to work out different things. Um, but at the same time, the combat isn't great. <laughs> so... You have a gun, you're just they're just absorbing your bullets. So the best thing to do is sort of sneak around. It's what I really like about it is they've tried to do they've had that homage of of those old games and they do that really, really well. And the sense of atmosphere in place is brilliant. And it's a really small little indie company. So what they've done is is kind of remarkable, but it's sometimes a little bit jagged around the edges on a few things. Um, and you do get a bit annoyed by dying by opening up a jar or something <laughs> I don't do that. so you've got to be really careful you can do it without dying but i don't i don't think that's possible without a walkthrough but yeah it's good oxide room 104 a little indie game really enjoy can that. i ask a question please mm. so i wrote the launch article for this for the site mm. um and i read about it and i watched the trailer and that and i was really because it, it sort of said it was very disturbing and that and then my mind was racing with like oh how disturbing is it is it is it as bad as I was perhaps imagining in, or is it slightly toned down? No, it's it's pretty bad. All right. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I can't even say what it is. It'll spoil it. But yeah, straight yeah. away in the in the first five minutes, you'll get you know, an idea about some of the things that happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One to avoid then for me. If you're scared, yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing another game very similar to this at the moment, so I'm getting the two confused um, for us. Um, I've forgotten the name of the other one. Phobias Hotel. Is it, is it Phobia? Yeah. yeah, it's very similar. It's similar because it's just in a hotel rather than a motel. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, that's again, that has that Resident Evil, Silent Hill vibes as well. Um, good. Let's go into another yeah. game. Paul, what, what's your second game? Um, see, I've got a choice of two now. Um, I'm just wondering. I'll, what? I'll talk. Do the do the the first one on the two, and then we can talk about the last one in a, in well, a overall, if that makes sense. If, yeah. if if that's what you want me to do, you're going to need to remind me what the first one I wrote down was. Um, let's talk about Fall Guys. Let's talk about <laughs> Fall Guys. Oh, I tell you what. Um, well, as we spoke about last week, you guys were going to have a little session, and I was mm. going to join in, but. Um, at the last moment, the the boy had to go and do archery with scouts. And to get to where they do archery, he has to cross the River Trent on a little boat. And so at the time that you were all playing Fall Guys and having a great time, I was stood on the banks of the River Trent in the dark, in the cold, waiting for him to come back across. Anyway. What time was it? It, it, was, it was probably 20 past nine by the time he got back across. So yeah, it was it was a bit nippy by then, um, especially because I'd only gone out in like shorts and a t-shirt, thinking I'll only. Be back <laughs> All right. Um, anyhow, so after that, I thought, well, I need to see what this Fall Guys is all about. So the boy had downloaded it as well. So we we had a little game, and it is absolutely brilliant fun. I loved it. It's so stupid, and the the physics are so amusing and constantly trying to battle with all these other little beans as you run around a racetrack and stuff it's it's like nothing else i've ever played it's it's absolutely great i'm loving it 
So uh, there you go. How did your session go, Gareth? Did you Good. join in? I'm getting me and James. We we played me, Richard, and James. And me and James have been playing nearly every day. Last night we played, and I went, I got to a final every time. I was quite impressed. Ooh, I was on fire. Look yeah, at you. I'm getting on fire a bit now. I'm starting to know the places, but yeah, it's, but what's great about it? It's just so random as well. It's just brilliant. <laughs> it's bonkers, and it's good playing with friends because you can. It's quite nice to watch when you get knocked out and watch the others and and shout them off. The only thing that isn't working, and I'm still is you've got solo play and then you've got squads and duos, and we we can't find a match on squads or duos at the moment. Oh well, it it was working all right this morning. Was it? Okay. Yeah, because I I managed to go into duos completely unintentionally, and it paired me up with somebody, and off we went. So yeah, it's uh, it does seem to work. James, is it because James (laughs) was driving? Is that the problem? I um I managed to play a a squads game at the weekend, but I think this might have been before like the US became online. Um, And whereas normally it would put you in a team of four people. Yeah. Um. And then it and then it it bases your team's performance based on how quickly you cross the finish line or whatever. It put me in a team on my own. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was out first round that oh, time. No. Oh no! Oh, so. unlucky. Well, I'm sure we're going to play it again with all of us because it'll be good. Well, I, I will look forward to that yeah. because playing yeah, it with the boy was the. He's got reflexes like a ninja, and he's he's across the finish line, and he's looking round. Like, where are you, Daddy? I'm like, I'm just here in the bottom of this pit. Don't worry, I'll be there in a minute. (laughs) Um, Richard, what's your second game? Uh, Well, it's another game that we like to play online, which is golf with your friends. Um, But playing this because there was a new uh, course released as DLC for it last week as well, which was the Bouncy Castle course. So I I got given a a code for that to play and um we all we all played played a few rounds online because if you're hosting it you're as the host you're the only person that needs that dlc and then anyone else in your party has access to it so that was really good um but but then at the same time it costs two pound fifty for this new course so and the best games in game pass so yeah it was it's it's a really good uh good game good deal um and this new course is really good fun as well so we played um we did hockey first where you've got the little goalie and the net to, to scoring um and the we we affectionately named the goalkeeper peter shilton <laughs> <laughs> because that was paul's that was paul's football knowledge wow absolutely does he not still um, play <laughs> i think he's retired now but yeah it was good fun and then we we did a classic game uh and darren won that one trounced us all but i really like this new this new bouncy castle course it's not it's not too difficult like some of the others are like that space station one still gives me nightmares Mm. um it's sort of somewhere in the middle there's a decent challenge um and it's and it's just well designed as well yeah uh yeah definitely uh if you enjoy golf with your friends, it's definitely worth picking up or just getting, getting your friends to pick it up and then join in one of their parties. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Richard. Mm. Um, last game I'm going to talk about briefly is, which I was going to talk about last week is barn finders, which I reviewed a couple of weeks back or a week back. Um, it's just worth mentioning barn finders because it's a very interesting game, another very low budget indie game, but the, the premise behind it is, um, when people, go uh, when storage lockers basically or houses uh hasn't been claimed there's an auction we've all seen those programs like oh yeah yeah and people go there in auction and then you can win the contents but you don't know what's in that lock up or that house and you could have nothing but you could have a like an amazing kind of piece of art that's worth millions or something um so that's the premise of this so you're basically you play this kind of character in the deep sort of south of a of fictional America, and you, you, you've got your little house, you've got your uncle, and and you you basically go out to locations and try to find stuff. And the mission part of it is like you'll go to a I don't know a house. There'll be a little story in there as well about a house, and you're just looking for objects to pick up. And there'd be one object, like a special object, that you've got to find that will end the mission. But at the same time, you're looking for all sorts of like bits. 
to just picking up stuff and then you're putting it in your truck to take back. And then when you get back to the place, you you can send stuff online to like the special thing to someone who's asking for it. But also you've got a shop that you can <laughs> put, you put all your stuff in your shop with your shelves and then you open the shop and people come and buy and then you can haggle and stuff like that. And then, of course, when you've got some money, you can go to these auctions and try to outbid the next person. And at the same time as all this, which is like a little shop sim um, house kind of clearing place, you've got the you've got this there's this story about aliens coming down, to, <laughs> and they, which is like madness. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's really silly in a good way. It's it's always addictive, just going around trying to find stuff in a house and trying to sell stuff. It's really good fun. I really enjoyed it. Again, I think I gave it three and a half stars. It's all, it's a bit buggy. Um, nothing major. It's a bit. Can I ask a couple yeah. of questions? Yeah, you can. Uh, number one, do the aliens go to the auctions? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. But yeah, no. But there's. I'm not going to say. Okay, cool. The second question is. Speaking of those programs that we've all seen where people break open these storage lockers, do you have the annoying auctioneer going, bra, 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 200, bra, 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 yeah. you know, like they do? I mean, everyone everyone, <laughs> everyone speaks like that. Everyone, because there's no sort of like, everyone goes, bra, 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 so everyone speaks on a nonsense thing anyway. So it's like... Fantastic. Yeah. That's That's got to be worth the price of admission. Yeah. It's good that. fun. I mean, I would wait, you know, if you... I mean, in a sense, the auction part is... Which the whole game is based on is the smallest part of the game, and it's it's quite the, the annoying bit about it is like when you do on the missions, you get to about mission six, and you have to do an auction. There's no way you've got enough money to win that to move on, so you have to do a lot of going back and selling stuff in shops to get enough money. So that's that's that sometimes could get a bit boring. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Oh, it, it sounds it's different. It's different. It's good. Mm. Very different. That's one word. Now, let's move on into news, but we're still going to talk about games because, Paul, there's a game that you're reviewing that hit the news. It's the Blade Runner game that came yes. out on Friday, I think. Wasn't it? Now, Paul, before we go into the, the furore, what's happened around it, what, what's your thoughts about it? I didn't really know anything about this game. Tell us about it. Well, I didn't know much about it, to be fair. I actually thought it was a new game. But it's not. It's a game from, I want to say, 97. That's right, yeah. Um, yeah, that was good then, isn't it? So you look at me, professional research and everything. Um, yeah, it's a game from 1997. And playing it now on my Xbox Series X, I feel like I'm back in 1997. It's, I, I don't want to pre-judge the review. But what I've played so far has not been great. It's clunky and it's slow and the font of the... Everything is text-based and the font of the text makes it really hard to read what's going on. Um, obviously, I need to play it some more, but the bit I've played so far, I haven't particularly enjoyed. Right. And I think the fans didn't, who, who liked this game from 1997, mm -hmm. they didn't enjoy this new... They found it was even worse. So they re-released the original... 997 on Steam, is that right? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's. Uh, I was quite surprised to see that, but then, to be fair, it can't be any worse than the, the version I'm playing at the minute, so... Right. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? I didn't know anything. I really didn't know anything. I don't, I don't remember it being... Because I'm a massive Blade Runner fan, but I don't remember mm. this being in 1997. But it is like a point-and-clicker, is it? Um, yes. It's, you know, you, you've got a, a pointer on the screen, that you move around and obviously with the mouse it'd make perfect sense with the yeah, joypad not so much yeah um, to, to get trying to get it lined up and the only way you know that there's something you can interact with is because the pointer and it, this is a teeny tiny arrow it changes to green right but it goes from like gold to pale green it's um it's quite difficult to see i found myself sitting on the uh, floor right in front of the telly so i can see what's going on yeah. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with being old and blind obviously I, I review a lot of the um i do i seem to do a lot of point and clickers do you do that as well richard i seem to do a lot no. of, yeah i do a lot of, and one of the things that's been a really useful thing for translation into console is a few of them do, especially some of the Indies. They do. You press like Y, 
and it just highlights all the areas that need to be interacted with on yes, the screen. And that, that's that really would good. Be lovely. That's that's a really good thing. More of that, I think, all the time. Oh, that's a shame. Um, mm. well, it's, it's not going so well so far. You never know. It might pick up. Yeah. But mm, the, the smart money says not. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's just talk about the Nintendo uh, Mini. What's it called? Mini Nintendo Direct? Yeah. Nintendo, yeah, that's right. Um, they had a little announcement. I think it was on Tuesday night. Um, what do we like? Do we like? We won't go through it. We're not going to do it in detail because some of these things will go to Xbox as well, I imagine. Some of them won't, of course. What Anything that we like? Maybe one each? This, Richard, what's, what you like? Maybe you can have more than one if you want to. Can I have two, please? You can have two, yeah. Thank you. Um, so I recently reviewed the Pac-Man Museum Plus and in my review, I was critical of it because there was no Pac-Man world. And then during the Nintendo Direct, it got explained why it wasn't in there because there's a, a remaster, a remake or remaster of the first Pac-Man world coming to consoles, including Xbox, uh, August time, I want to say. Fairly soon. Right. Yeah, 26th of August. Um, Pac-Man world is... a. Uh, a really, really good uh, 3D platformer based on, based around Pac-Man, but it's there's not so much emphasis on uh, running around mazes. It's it's much more of a, an actual platformer this time around. There's still mazes in it, but the way that they're done in inside of the actual platforming levels is quite quite well done from what I remember. Um, yeah, as a kid, I, I used to play this game quite a lot, uh, so I'm excited for this this remaster because it's it's up there with the better pac-man games is pac-man world okay okay and what's your second one my second one was get the name right find it towards the end of it uh the presentation there was a game announced called harvestella oh yeah yeah which is from the guy it was from square enix um it's basically Final Fantasy meets Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, or Stardew Valley. Yeah. Um, which I'm 100% in straight away with, with that description. Um, it's got like your, your typical farming simulator, but then um, you need to go off and do adventuring because it goes through the seasons. But then there's this fifth season, I believe, called Quietus, um, and you need, which is... The, apparently the season of death where everything dies so you need to go out on your adventure and stop that from happening all, all whilst tending to your crops and everything else um yeah great the perfect mix of farming simulator and rpg and that yeah. we never knew we needed until now brilliant paul, paul what about you I, I, i'm not convinced by that one to be honest um <laughs> Right, well, in the interest of full disclosure, I didn't actually know that this um, expo was happening, so I right. didn't watch it live. No, um, I've just had a look at the uh, the reports from it. And the only one that really jumped, I mean, there was two there that I saw straight away and I thought, those have got Gareth's name on them. I <laughs> imagine they're the ones you're going to talk about. Um, but the one I liked the look of was Dragon Quest Treasures, because I do like a bit of Dragon Quest, and this one, um, it looks quite interesting because you've got to catch different monsters and then use them for various nefarious activities like fighting and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and it looks, from from the description and looking at the graphics, it looks fairly interesting. I think it's something that I could get into. Um, whether it'll appear on um, the old Xbox, because being trying to prise the switch out of either my son or my wife's hands at the moment with the, cause they've just released the new fire emblem game. Mm. So they're both mad keen on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks interesting. That would be my pick of the, uh, of the, the games that I saw. Brilliant. Good. Um, my two ones, like I think are going to be blank. That's a really kind of beautiful kind of black and white <laughs> handcrafted figure features of four and it's beautiful. It's stunning. And the other one is um, RPG Time, The Legend of Right. 
Yeah. I didn't have you down for that one. Yeah. He did what did you have, Paul? I had him down for the, um, there was, is that the, the one that you said blank? Is that the one that was about the form? Yeah. 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 Oh, right. I had you down for that one. And I think and you, I had you might have had me one. for the ready and the laser eyes as well. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, those I, are I the like ones. the look of that as well. Yeah. Um, but the RPG one looks really good because it's set out like a someone's got their like a board, just like the visual look of it. And you, you're, I've seen this before. We saw this in one of the um, Twitch um, showcases. It looks great. Hopefully, they're going to come to um, Xbox. I reckon they, they mm-hmm. might do. Yeah, brilliant. All right, Nintendo Direct. The, um, there's lots of other good things there. Nintendo fans will like. Um, I think people are happy. Now. Well, is this is really interesting, the expert. We just talk about this because we're going to do a quiz soon. Um, the Overwatch, well, I think James brought this up to me. So, Overwatch 2 launches in October. Mm-hmm. And Overwatch 1 ceases to exist online. Yeah. And Blizzard um, have sort of confirmed this now because they were unsure about this, haven't they? Mm. There was. I think, first off, they said that they were going to coexist. Um, and now they seem to have changed their mind. Now, I don't know what that means, Mm. um, because my son, who's a massive Overwatch fan, has got Overwatch on disc. Yeah. So does that mean that when Overwatch 2 comes out, that disc can be a a coaster or it can be a Frisbee? I mean, is it going to be useless? (laughs) I I think because Overwatch 2 is going free to play, isn't it? So Mm. I think that's, that's how they're getting around this. It's like, well... Ah, uh, okay. Because we're not charging for it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but I think because one of the, one of the big things as well is it's going from a six by six to a five v five, which when the the professional players were sort of testing it, they weren't very happy with that. So, but I think it's losing that six by six by getting rid of Overwatch one as well. Yeah. So I think it might not go as smoothly as they're anticipating. Yeah, yeah. And does that mean all the progression that people have, all the skins will start again, I wonder, all that stuff? Surely not. I mean, they can't just... Well, I I presume they can just. um, But they wouldn't just flick a switch and everything that you've worked towards for the last... I mean, he's been playing this, what, two, three years now? I mean, I guess it doesn't mean anything skin-wise, is it? It's not like... People having special oh, it, weapons. It means it does actually. No, mean no, I know it means to him and it means to them. Yeah, no, I totally. Agree. Yeah, absolutely, it means a lot. But it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're starting Overwatch two if you kept everything and you've got a weapon that's more powerful than anyone else because it doesn't work like that, does it? It's about, mm, no. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's just it's mostly cosmetics. I don't <laughs> I don't believe that you can get different weapons. But no, no. no. I, I hope they do. I hope they can keep it. Well, I hope yeah. they keep them, because he's got quite a few sort of, when he's done the special seasons, he's got rare skins and yeah, legendary yeah. skins and yeah. all this kind of stuff, and he really likes them. So if they're yeah. all gone and he has to start fresh, that'll be a bit of a kick in the team. Yeah. Interesting. Also, is, it, yeah, sorry. <laughs> is it going to be referred to as Overwatch 2? Because if you think about how if you compare it to Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, they are two completely separate entities. Mm. But then Fall Guys recently has gone through this transition where it's just gone free-to-play as well. But it's not Fall Guys 2, it's just an updated version of Fall Guys. Mm. So I'm not... I'm. It's odd. It is, it is a strange one. Because if, if it is Overwatch 2, and it's been referred to as Overwatch 2, Whereas oh, it just seems odd that Overwatch One will cease to exist, and like just keep it called Overwatch and just mm-hmm. say we're transitioning to free to play. Yeah, yeah. Here's the massive update. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to over- Overwatch Two is overtaking it. So is it not going to be part of the same file or same application? Mm. Oh, goodness knows. I mean, Destiny is a good example, but Destiny One is still playable, and there's still people playing it to this yeah, day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems an odd decision to to kill off a a, a, a loyal player base, you know what I mean? So I mean we talked about but, this the other day with things like, you know, it's obviously stuff like 
you know, FIFA's a really interesting one because you just literally do it every year. Well, I, I beg to differ. But you, <laughs> but you, you people progress every year. They build up their teams, do that. They build up their players, individual pro clubs, and then they start again in September. It's like people got used to that kind of like everything starts again. Um, but we're talking about Rocket League, which is really interesting because. Rocket League is a massive. People love that game, and it's you know they've people have bought stuff and the the season passes and the battle passes and all that. And we were saying, well, do you reckon there will be a battle, a Rocket League two at some point? And and then the argument is, well, they, do they need one? Because exactly what you're saying it's just a it's just the updates of the thing, yeah. You know, and they don't yeah, want, yeah. they wouldn't want to lose all their stuff again, start again. Yeah, it's interesting with this stuff. I don't, you know, in the olden days, games never had this longevity apart from World of Warcraft. You know, that's going on for years and years and years. They've just announced they've bought a new studio to help with this new update, haven't they? Today. Have they? Ah. Yeah. With Spellbreak, I think. Oh, okay. Right. Um, right, you two. Let's go. Let's do a quiz. Now there isn't much right. other news. I mean, there's this is more of James. He'd be pleased. Skull and Bones looks like it's coming out in November. <laughs> yeah, nobody else cares about no, that, do no, they? It's only him who still thinks yeah. it's coming. He'd so. be pleased. He'd be very pleased. <laughs> um, good. Should we do a quiz? Um, yes. We'll. we'll um, should we? Yeah. Should we recap yeah, the trash it. talk from earlier, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich- you're, going, you're going down, Paul. Oh no! <laughs> just just depends from how high. <laughs> well. My goodness, I'm feeling threatened now. So, <laughs> the quiz rules. I've got 15 questions. And you get one guess each on that question. If you get it right, you'll get a point. Um, if you get it wrong, that point does a rollover to the next question. So, if it's if you get the first question wrong, and it's then number two would be worth two points, and so on and so forth. So, so it's as simple as that. Um, last week, we had a really... T- Really brilliant nail biting end. We had three of us then, but now it's only two, so it might not. It could, it could all be well, over by yeah. number five, but we'll could see. Be good, hopefully. Well, yeah. How many points did you score last week, Richard? Just to uh, just to refresh my memory. Well, Paul, I'm not going to do that bad because I scored <laughs> none. Can't do any worse. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm going down. So yeah. Um. So are we ready? Let's do your buzzers first of all. Um, Paul, what's your buzzer noise? Meow. Good. Richard, what's yours? Womp. Right, great. Here I'm start on the edge of the settee now. I've leant forward for this. So here Good. we go. Here oh, we go. Got Quest- his game face on. Question Absolutely. one. Absolutely. What was the first video game to be played in space? Meow. Paul. Was it Pong? No. Womp. Richard. Tetris. One point to Richard. Well done. Oh, already in it. Already, already yeah. topped his score from last week. Look at that. Well done. Very good. Well done, Richard. So, question two is for one point as well. What was the first known video game to be played at multiple computer installations? Hmm... What was the first known video game to be played at multiple computer installations? That's a good question. Hmm. Uh, Womp. Richard. <sighs> Wolfenstein 3D. No. Um, meow. Paul. Was it, um, I don't know, Cyberpunk 2077? <laughs> no. It was a game called Space War. And oh, of course. Yeah, that, that famous one. <laughs> Space <What> a title. <laughs> if you would have listened to the podcast, you would have heard this in one of the announcements. When the, one of the things I do, did you know? I hate it when you do this. But it was, it was, it, it's a hard question because it was one of the first, it was done by, I think, like, um, it was like done by the students in 1967, and that's how one of the first games made. And they did it over multiple cocktails. Yeah, MIT students, I think. Maybe I got that wrong, but yeah, it would be them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so good. We got a rollover to question three for two points. Are we ready? Yes. What was the Nintendo Entertainment System known as in Japan? Yeah. 
Poe. Famicom. Well done. <laughs> Good for two points. <laughs> You're going down, Richard. Richard's <laughs> cursing. Still, still 12 points to play for. Oh. Well, that's true. There was some good maths there. Okay, question number four. In what land does the Legend of Zelda take place? Womp. Meow. Richard. Hyrule. Very good, Richard. This is good. Well done, done, Richard. So two all. Very nip and tuck. Oh, so next for one point. Great. Question five. What game is widely recognised as the first 3D fighting game? Meow. Womp. Paul. Virtua Fighter. It is, Paul. Well done. <laughs> Three, two. Hey! So good. <laughs> good. Oh, I like this. This is good. <laughs> Question six for one point. In what year did Microsoft launch Xbox Live? Womp. Richard. 2005? No. Meow? Paul? Was it... Oh. 2004. Four. No, 2002. Oh, I knew it was early. So we have a rollover to oh. question seven for two points. What US state does Far Cry 5 take place in? Meow. Paul? Is it Utah? No. Richard? Womp. Yes, Richard. <sighs> Nevada? No, it's Montana. Oh, no. I was going to say, Nevada sing, sang uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, didn't they? So, oh, dear me. For three points. Now, it, the scores are, Paul's got three, oh, Richard's got two, going. for three points. <clears throat> what position did the creator of the Game Boy have at Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, meow. Paul. Sat at a desk. <laughs> no. He didn't sit at a desk. <laughs> it stood in the corner. Womp. Richard. Male boy. Mm. He was a janitor. Nah, no. Yeah. Good. Oh, um, it's getting tense now. Four points, isn't it? Okay. What country tried to put a ban on midnight gaming? Womp. Richard. China. No. Meow. No. Paul. Japan. No, South Korea. Is it South Korea? Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> so, how many points is this for the rollover? I've lost this it. Is five. No, five, five points. What popular video game character inspired the name of a human gene? God. Um, meow. Paul. Mario. No. Womp. Richard. I want to say Lara Croft. Is that what you say? Yeah. No, it was Sonic. And it's <sighs> it's a it's a uh, gene that's called now after Sonic S something, and it's basically it's a gene that works out that our limbs should be in the right places. And makes the blue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so are we on six as a roll? We're on now? six now. Oh yeah. my Gosh. god! What time period was L.A. Noir modelled after? Meow. Paul. Nineteen fifties. No. Womp. Richard. Is it the nineteen forties? Correct. Well done, Richard. Oh. So that was you, Dobson. That was six, <laughs> is it? 
So Fripsy won yeah. eight three. Can you still do it? I don't think you can. I don't think so. No, I <gasps> think he's won. Right. There's only four points left, isn't there? Three points. Yeah. Three points. Can't even draw. You're going to play for pride then. Yeah. I am. Not good. <laughs> In Pride Month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Question twelve. What country refused to provide a rating for Fallout 3 due to morphine being used in the game? Yes, Richard. It's one or two countries, in it? So I'm going to go for Australia. That's correct. Australia, well done, Richard. Nine points. Good. Question 13. Oh, no, I've got three more questions. The Obama campaign paid for in-game advertising in what game? Meow. Paul. Uh, one of the John Madden ones? No. Womp. Richard. I'm pretty sure it's an EA game when they were experimenting with this kind of stuff. Ooh, let's go for Need for Speed Underground 2. Oh, close. No, it's Burnout Paradise. Hmm. Yeah, I, never, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we talked about it on the podcast, one of the podcasts. This this sort of implies that I've listened to the podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, for two points, what was the name of the video game that officially featured Michael Jackson as a hero? Well, meow. Richard. Uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. It is, that's true. Well done, Richard. So that's another that's two points there. Eleven three. I'm oh, getting my. absolutely battered. <laughs> and for the last question, um what does Mario jump on when he completes a level? Meow. Four. A flagpole. Yeah, there you go. For pride, one point at the end. Whee! Richard you won. Well done, Richard. Eleven points to four. Very good. Well done, Richard. Very good. Thank you. Good. Very good. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Now, what are we looking forward to next week? Paul, what are you looking forward to? Um, I'm going to have a day off next week and go fishing and potentially a bit of camping as well. Ooh. So I'm quite looking forward to that. Nice. Good. Um, what about you, Richard? Looking forward to? Uh, Friday, Stranger Things. Yeah. The last two episodes are out. Very much looking forward to them. Uh, and then next week, uh, the Klonoa one and two remasters because I can't get enough of these remastered platformers. <laughs> is this is Stranger Things worth watching? Yeah, I've great. never watched any. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Stranger, especially this last series has been amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Really good. Um, mm, okay, I might give that a look. Good. Uh, now, Paul, if we we want to find you, what would we, where would we find you? Um, you will find me on the Twitter, and my handle is at Xbox Hub Paul. And what about you, Richard? On Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at Dobbo1912. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch, you be Bridey. But for now, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at The Xbox Hub and search for The Xbox Hub on Facebook.